ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Ball Watching. We have a rubber match extravaganza of a preview to bring you all today. It's going to be fantastic. It is the final, at least for now, time that we play Sporting Kansas City for the season. But Justin, we could be in for a tasty playoff matchup if they pull their ish together uh, on this on this final run. And hopefully that does not start on Saturday. Uh, but Justin, it's it's Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. How are we feeling? Hey, I know you just played an indoor championship. I, is the ACL still intact? The ACL is still intact. Uh, both. Thank God. Okay. Tore both of those for anybody that doesn't know. Knee still feels a little sore. Uh, had a hat trick. My first three goals of the season in the championship. We're pinging. Absolutely pinging. Didn't have indoor shoes the first couple games. I was playing in running shoes. That doesn't work. Get this man a little pair of Nikes and I was zooming and then I could not breathe. I'm still sore. Dude, that playing indoor at this age just takes you know for lack of a better term just balls i mean it, it's just it's an injury waiting to happen that turf is like matted down like a carpet at this point you got no traction on your shoes you're doing this you know, side to side movements just putting so much stress and you've you've had knee injuries before i'm surprised yeah. you even do that yeah but that's so you got to think about it though I, so i tore both macls on turf with cleats there's no give there now I'm on. Now I'm just on like flat shoes. There's a little slide and everything. Yeah, we're fine. And also, you just completely forget about it when you get out there. That my first game oh, back, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna take it easy. Like I haven't really been running like last year when I talked about this. No, I went out there completely forgot. And I was sprinting in the first minute. For sure. No, I hundred percent. I think indoor is one of the most fun versions of soccer there is. It's fantastic. It's so much fun. High end action. I was a goalie, obviously, and that's one of the best situations to be a goalie. Just getting pinged. Some people would probably disagree. Uh, but you're a lot more <laughs> involved in those games. But hey, I digress. Justin, Minnesota is now on the rearview mirror. We're excited to be done with that fixture. We got the dub. We came back from a down position. And we're rolling. Well, we're, we're back on a roll. Uh, a couple things happened for us this week of note. Uh, one, Blum was in the match day team of the week. I think it had been a while for him. Um, so I was happy to see him get that recognition that he so deserved. And then he got the cherry on top with the match day goal of the week. Uh, there was a vote. And I, I can pull up the percentages here, Justin. But he had some stiff competition going into this uh, with Lucho Acosta, who scored what I actually do believe is probably the real MLS goal of the season. Potentially, he, he pulled a Messi-esque run from 50, 60 yards, beat three, four guys, just left him in the dust, and got the solid finish as well. But... We have the power of city fans and we have the power of an entire nation of South Africa behind us as well. So we got the dub. If you get if you look into the comments, so the percentages was Blum won 58%, Acosta 31%. Don't care about the other two. There were 50, almost 16,000 votes. Um, yeah. And the thing that really, I'm not even going to give these guys, I'm not even going to say, I don't know if they're, if it's like a, a group for Cincinnati fans or if they're a podcast, but they captioned it and quote tweeted, said, attention all you city fans, you absolutely cannot let this Gumbag from St. Louis win. This is called yeah. action. And it's like, and if you want, if you look at the comments on that and on the regular post, South Africa showed out. These people are like, what are you doing? Like, where did you come from? So, Cincinnati fans, stay classy. Yeah, that was, I feel like it was one of those things where like they said that they probably didn't mean it to that extent. At least I hope not. But then they just had to die on the, on that hill and they, and they continued to. But we obviously showed out and so did South Africa, uh, giving us the tailwinds. We needed to get Blum the dub. So, uh, proud of Blum. And let's go into some other news. Power rankings for us. Um, as of today, the MLS power rankings have not come out yet at the time of recording. So we're still sitting at third on the MLS power rankings, which I think you know, is, is probably pretty 
I would say deserved. I don't know about third, but definitely top five team, especially getting that Minnesota away win under our belts. And ESPN actually have us staying at seven uh, in their most refreshed form of power rankings. Again, who really gives a crap about these? Back to it. MLS came out with it, though. We are they two. They just did. We are two. So they just did. Okay. We are two. At time recording, they did. I just wanted to check because I thought I might have saw it this morning. We are two. MLS, let's go back to it again. Stephen A. Smith, stay off the weed. How are you putting a seventh in the MLS? That's yeah, absolutely that's, absurd. It's shocking. It's shocking. Uh, otherwise, I, you know, I, I, I'm seeing some other writers, though, qualitatively, you know, giving us some praise. And, and you get it sporadically because of just what we've been able to do all season. But I really like this quote from Sam Jones, who's an MLS soccer writer. And he said, quote, throw out the underlying numbers and concerns about their ability to make it through the playoffs and just sit back and appreciate it for a second. Teams in far bigger markets and with far bigger budgets have been able to enter the league, have not been able to enter the league with this much immediate success. It's been a season-long magic act, and that's worth ditching some cynicism for. This year, St. Louis team has been special. And considering the limited number of expansion teams on the way in the future, it's likely they'll hold the record for the first-year wins or maybe ever um so a little bit of praise getting heaped on from some writers who do not have skin in the game here and so you like to see that praise also coming from overseas for the job that lutz fannenstiel has done as our sporting director uh lutz apparently has been subject to some offers from some of the saudi clubs which wow that's surprising uh but he's also gotten some over the summer that was went quietly under the radar um from teams like west ham and nottingham forest both premier league clubs and what an honor to get interest from overseas like that. I, you know, I knew that he had some before uh, before we got him, but this is one of those things. I think Lutz is going to see out the vision here, and then I'm sure he will get, you know, con- assuming continual success, at least some level, a lot I of was, offer. I was talking to uh, Lucas Bigford, shout out to him at the, in uh, the EY office, I think it was yesterday or the day before, and talking about how uh, teams are just going to stop answering our phone calls. Or when they do answer them, they're going to say, who do you want? hang up and immediately start that player because Lutz is finding these guys out of the woodwork and seeing guys that are just underutilized and that these teams are paying attention to and they need to start paying attention. So I don't know if like Lutz is giving away any secrets. Like maybe right now we just say, Hey, let's calm it down and not ask specifically for guys, but he has just been absolutely a magician for us. Yes. Yes. What he's been able to do on the budget that he's done it on with the system that he's implemented, nothing short of incredible. Um, and, and finally, before we get into some city two news here, I want to do a quick little scouting report on round one matchups potentially for us. Cause we're looking at it now. Um, FC Dallas is number nine currently, and they're going to Philly uh, today, tonight, Wednesday, uh, which is gonna be a tough match for them. Then Houston, who's number four in the West on the weekend. So we're looking at, you know, really eight, nine, maybe seven, ten seeds as well as those guys that are probably most in the wild card. But I had to pull in more games here because a lot of the, that that group is so compact in points right now. So really, we don't have a great feel for who our potential opponents will be. Look at a team like Minnesota. We defeated them last week. Obviously, they're going to San Jose. Only four points separate those teams, and Minnesota has one game in hand. So they could make a leap this weekend. Uh, Portland. Number six goes to the Galaxy, number 13, who are still not mathematically eliminated. It's a must win for the Galaxy to stay even alive. But if Portland draws or loses, they could be very well in contention to be in the wild card game. Quick touch on the LA Galaxy. Absolutely insane comeback for them three or four mm-hmm. days ago. And they scored in the 89th and the 94th to tie Austin at Austin after like a two and a half hour rain delay. Massive points for them. Austin dropping those points was huge. Austin's currently 12th. They tied that game, so now they have 35 points. If they would have won, they would have had 37, and yep. it would have been tied with Minnesota, who's right in front of them. 
in yep. just one, one spot outside of the playoffs. Yep. And finally, Vancouver, number seven in the West, is hosting D.C. That's going to be a tough game for them. They're level on points with San Jose, but also only two points off Houston for home fields. It's a must win, um, like I said, for them. And then LAFC is hosting RSL, so number two versus number five. So there's so many sumptuous matchups this week that I think I'm going to be at least keeping an eye on because a lot of this will likely end up dictating who we end up playing. And it's getting closer and closer game by game. A lot of these teams only have three, some four games left. So a lot to keep an eye for. But let's pivot down to City 2, Justin. I mean, obviously, what a run. They continued the 10-game unbeaten streak as they drew with Sporting, um, Kansas City's second team. They did lose in PKs, unfortunately. um, But ultimately, I don't think it really ended up mattering too much for us because the playoffs, I think we have a pretty nice matchup. It's pretty insane to me. So when you think about it, and if anybody hasn't seen the video, go look at it. So what happened yesterday was the if you get the first spot, the Rapids, you get a buy. Then the Tacoma Defiance and Sporting Kansas City get to pick who they want to play. Tacoma took Houston, who was the seventh spot, the lowest seed, obviously. And then it was just assumed that Sporting would want to play us. Or, or honestly, they would probably assume they want to play the Earthquakes, who are the sixth spot, and just make that easy right there. They chose Austin, who has been pretty much leading that that conference for a while or at the vision. And so that, you know what that means is sporting number three, pick number four, Austin, that means we're number five and we get to play number six. You know what that means, Jake? We are playing the San Jose earthquakes at home Sunday night, 5 PM, $13 tickets. That's how much a beer costs. Like this place is going to be absolutely rocking. We're going to have well over 10,000 fans and I cannot wait for it. And Lutz looking at that video, we tutored it out. So if you want to go check it out, you can uh, go check it out. His his reaction to Benny Failhaber, who's Sporting KC's twos coach, picking uh, Austin over us or the Quakes. He literally leaned back in his chair. He he was he was shocked, uh, but I think in a good way because he said he booked the bus already. They were ready to go play KC again, and then that would have been very fun to watch. Don't get me wrong, but for us now to have a home fixture, it's incredible. The boys deserve it. And it's cheap. Go to City Park. You haven't been there yet. This is no excuses. And when you're watching the video, watch the response of the Earthquakes coach. He is literally quaking. Like, I'm not kidding. He's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, this is a surprise, but we're looking forward to the challenge. Like, like no, you guys are absolutely like, like, It's yeah. going to uh, be okay. <laughs> He's like, oh, our boys are ready for the challenge. Like, no, you're not. You have no clue what you're walking into. But, Jake, as we round all of that out, before we get into Sporting Kansas City, yes, we're already 10 minutes in, have some giveaway news for you guys. So, obviously – we had the giveaway for the last game. Total goals, three, which I want to say was likely the most yeah. guessed answer by everyone. So this took me a second to put all this together. So uh, hang with us for a second. But as I share my screen, we have a random generator, a wheel spinner right here. So I will click on this. And this is everybody that entered. I want to say we have like 80. Um, and this has Twitter and or X and Instagram. Oh. <laughs> this St. Is- Louis again? Saint Lou again. That's the that's the handle on the guys on the guys' Twitter. I okay. promise it's not their actual account. So congrats to Saint Lou again on X. And I, I I remember when I was looking at this and I was typing all these out individually. That is correct. So awesome. Saint Lou again, fifty dollars gift card to the pitch. Congratulations on uh, on guessing that number right. But Jake, that's not where we're stopped. We love giving. It's not even close to Christmas yet. But guess what? We have another giveaway for you guys. Looking at this, we are doing a thing with sports and social. So if you go to their Instagram, I just put it up on our Instagram today and you put it up on Twitter. Sports and Social is doing a giveaway for two free tickets to Saturday night's game for Sporting Kansas City. You know that the prices for this, that is just to get in the doors, $180 at the fees. You're, this is a almost a $400 value 
The only thing you have to do is go to the post that they share with us. So you can go to our profile or theirs. You follow us in sports and social. You like the post. And then you tag a friend and tell them why you want to go to the match. And then they will ultimately then pick the – this goes through Friday at noon, so the day before the game at noon. Like I said, probably well over a $400 value for this. Absolutely insane that they're doing this and couldn't be happier to support another bar. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it's September 27th. We're three months out from Christmas, but Merry Christmas to the ball watchers. The dishing out gift cards to the pitch and tickets to the most sought after match that we have at home this year against Sporting coming up. So, yeah, no excuses, everyone. Make sure you follow the show. Make sure you follow Sports and Social, like their posts. We'll put all that stuff out there so you know how to enter. But, I mean, free tickets to one of the biggest games of the season. That's fantastic. Yeah. This one's going to blow up. Well, you know what else is fantastic? A chance to play a rubber match against your rival. And we have a chance on Saturday to play Sporting Kansas City once again. Just a quick reminder, Sporting has been around since 96 as one of the charter teams, so not an expansion team. They were initially known as the Kansas City Wiz. They do play across um, the actual state in Kansas uh, on the Kansas side, so they are not a Missouri team, and they don't deserve to be. Uh, and really, this team, some, actually, shockingly, Justin, I was looking for some new content to throw in here. They have a, you know, a, a pretty good... I'd say history. They've won the MLS Cup twice in 2000, 2013, Sporter Shield a couple times as well, as well as US Open Cup. And I was actually there for one of the US Open Cup wins. But shockingly, Kansas City has the eighth highest payroll in the MLS. And that might shock some folks. So you think of some big, bigger markets. There's plenty of them, more than Kansas City and St. Louis. But they'd shell out about 15 mil a year on their payroll for their team. Compared to us, basically less like a third less than that we we shall just under 10 so a little bit shocking there uh surprisingly uh otherwise st louis connections i think we i misspoke last time justin i i said uh ezra armstrong plays for the swope park rangers or they're sporting kansas city too that used to be swope, swope park rangers uh and I, i've actually met vitor diaz who was also a big part of city two last year and he made the yep. transition over to the dark side uh for sporting yeah, but and Ezra did play for Swope Park in, back in 2016, and then we have That's already right. talked about this one. We don't have to get into the details, but Nico and Lucas Bartlett are from Kansas City um, and obviously had great careers there and happy to have both of them with us now. So getting back into the specifics of the game, 2023, have we played Sporting Kansas City yet? Hmm, twice. Unfortunately, the first one was way better than the second. So May 21st, we have a 4 nothing dub. Leuven Penn, Indy with two goals, and Nico with a goal. It was a classic dub for us, just absolutely pressing them, press relentless, finished just ruthlessness unapologetically, and Berkey had some couple big saves too. Then September 2nd, obviously more recent, 2-1 loss. Indy springs a long ball into Indigenerian, who had no support, takes it by himself, 1v4 on the camera angle, and rips that left-footed shot into the side netting. Great finish from him. That was early in the game, and then unfortunately we let up those two goals um, and let them kind of come back with Polito with a tap in the 31st on a great cross, and then another cutback uh, to the PK. Sam did have a goal in the 51st called offsides VAR. That close. It was, yeah. I mean, obviously it was VAR. I, I, it's correct, but it was that close to us actually tying that up. So now we got the rubber match on our hands, Jake. Yeah, those two games, it just sets up to be a great third kind of finale here. And I'm glad that it's at home. Uh, otherwise, since Kansas City ha- has you know been on from that first to second game, points wise they're sitting at 38 right now so everything to play for 10 13 and 8 is a record uh home much better than away of course 8 6 and 2 versus 2 7 and 6 so only two wins on the road this season for them goals for 
Uh, they're about average in the MLS, sitting at 41 goals against, just below average uh, at 44. So they have a negative three goal differential through the season. They've had some some decent results throughout the year. They they drew with Philly. Uh, they lost by one against New England. Both teams have been great in the Eastern Conference this year. Uh, they did the double on Seattle, uh, which is a little bit shocking. And then for LAFC, uh, they drew once, lost once, and they lost to Nashville as well, 3-0. So that was probably one of their bigger losses outside of ours. Uh, but most recently, they got a gritty gritty w against houston after going a man down losing johnny russell on a on a red in the 39th so you know really against the wall for them and impressive to come out of that down a goal down a man and coming back to win 2-1 i mean it was everything they needed though because i think i'm not sure if it was mathematically that win did though keep their playoff hopes at least alive by a thread Oh, absolutely. Because if you look at it, they would have 35 points. They'd be tied with Austin for 12th. And they would yeah. be four points outside of the ninth spot with Dallas. Um, and San Jose has 41. So they would be six points outside of that with, what, three or four games to go. So would have been very tough for them. So, yeah, they scored a penalty in the seventh minute with a VAR handball. LOL, that they got a call for that. Um, and then they scored in the 45 plus six, but then they to make it 2-0. And they're still down a guy at this point. And then they let one in the 45 plus nine. There was 12 minutes of stoppage in the first half in that game. It was pretty insane. Um, but now looking at their magic number, which I'll go through quickly, 38 points, 1.23 match per game, three, only three games left. If they want the wild card, they need eight points out of those last three games. When right now, as if they projected, if they finish out the season with how they've already done this season, they're projected four points. So it is not looking good for Sporting Kansas City. We lock them up this Saturday. Let's just put them to sleep. Night, night. I agree. And I think it's one of the situations with caveating our magic number with just it's going to be really important for them to get favorable results around them. So the teams that are just above them, they're going to need to drop points because I don't think they'll go many places. If those teams do pick up points, um, they do have some big players to watch. We've talked about them before, and this is one that we really need to keep a keen eye on because he's had a heck of a season for them is Alan Polito, uh, who is their striker, their man up top, their center forward, 32 year old Mexican designated player, Played a lot for the Mexican national team, over 20 caps with them. This season, 13 goals, one assist. He leads the MLS in goals XG. So just XG allotted two goals. He has 5.9 of that um, and only 26 shots on goal through the season. So he's very effective. I mean, he's scoring basically half of shots on goal at that clip, which is very interesting. Um, he was a late scratch in their most recent game with a quad injury. So I'm not sure he's coming into this 100% healthy, uh, but you know how important these games are to them now. They cannot be dropping points. I imagine if he has a chance, they will slot him in. He's got a full week to recover as well. I don't know how serious it was. And since it was a late scratch, it seems like it was probably just precautionary. So right. I would expect to see him. Uh, Daniel Shallowy is the right winger. He got his fifth yellow last game. I was like, oh, let's go. But now with all of the, what is it, good behavior, good behavior. stuff. So he's, yep. he's fine. He's fine. He has like three technically or whatever. 27-year-old Hungarian, pacey and very tricky winger. He has seven goals and four assists. Leads the team in minutes played. Second in shots and first most in shots on target. So if you look at that, he is also just as efficient, at least ripping shots on net, but I'm not that concerned with Roman Berkey and net. And then our last one, Eric Tommy, center mid, 29-year-old German, grew up for um, playing in the FC Osberg system, transferred to VFB Stuttgart in 2018, and then to Kansas City in the middle of last season. So both of those clubs are in the Bundesliga. He has four goals and five assists. He's third in minutes, leads the team in assists and fouls suffered, and second on shots on target. And the only reason I want to mention fouls suffered is because that kind of shows you how much he's on the ball in the midfield. And that's a guy that they try to work through. 
I agree. You know, notice we did not call out Johnny Russell, who, like we mentioned, got a red last game. So he will be sitting this one out. And believe me, that hurts them. He has been the lifeblood and captain of this team um, for years now. And whether that's a mental thing or a physical thing, he's also very, very quality on the ball. That is a good thing for us. They're losing their leader and one of their biggest contributors in terms of offense. Um, so that that one helps us. And then Tim Melia, goalkeeper, uh, we did not see him in all the games we played against them, but he missed a bunch of games from mid-June to late August with an avulsion of his hip flexor muscle. I've had a hip flexor tear before. It's not a fun injury. It lingers. Uh, but he did just make MLS Team of the Week, and I feel like he's coming back into form, and he's a big part of their team. He's one of the better American goalkeepers probably of this last decade. Um, so look out for Tim Melia. He will be between the posts the post for them. Um, otherwise, they're still coached by Pete Vermees, I hate writing about this guy at this point. I mean, he is the, just the guy that never goes away. He's been with the club since 2009, which is absurd. So 534 matches with them. Second most W's among active coaches in the MLS, winning at a 1.53 points per match clip, which is pretty good, I would say. Um, and he's he's inspiring these players. The players do love Coach Ramiz. He, he really brings a very specific style, which I'll talk about here in a second. But really, following his Houston dub, I loved his comments. He said it's because, you know, how do we win this? He said it's because we have a way of playing. We want to play. We build out of the back, and we try to create high-scoring or high-quality chances all the time through the way that we play. And it doesn't change even when we're in a situation like that. Um, so this team is just, I will say to their credit, sporting does not fear anyone. They will play their way unapologetically. And the way that they play is really known as pretty soccer. We talked about this last time. And so that's keeping the possession, working it up the field, playing with width, a lot of channel down the left as well, and taking long shots, controlling the game and the opposition half as well. So having other teams set in and then also very comfortable in possession. So how do they do that? It's with a 4-3-3. And also, they also like to press high, which I think they're going to see it. We could see a lot of here, Jake. We're thinking about this. They need results, not only for themselves, but they need it for other teams to happen. And so they're going to be pressing us. The energy is going to be high. And I will say this usually works for them. And you, as he's coached, what do you say, 534 matches yeah. for them? It works well when he has good players and doesn't work as well when he doesn't have his good players at his disposal. But I will say with like Polito and looking at Eric Tommy and Shallowee, it's a pretty good system to have this year, even though it's not showing out as much as he'd like. And they have got like I said, everything to play for. This team does not need bulletin board material. They don't need commercials about claiming to be the soccer capital. They have points that they have to get from this match. They are one point out of the number nine seed, uh, which is FC Dallas, who has two games in hand on them, which sucks for them. And they are three points out of the number eight seed. So the eight and nine seed, remember, are going to play for the wild card to get into round one. And in the eight seed right now is San Jose, who is even on games played. So, that a win here would be huge from them. And it also mentally, they're rolling. They just got that huge comeback W against Houston. And strengths-wise for them, like we talked about, individual skill, take-ons, they're so strong on the ball. And another fun strength I found for them is defending set pieces. Um, so we're going to need to be creating danger and threat from those set pieces. But they have shown to be a pretty solid team defending against those. They're number 15 um, in the iteration that i had of mls power rankings trust and i wonder if they've moved up in the most recent iteration i'm sure they have after that w and while you're doing that away form though nothing to write home about they had the last five away were draw draw loss loss win uh and they have 0. 0.80 points per match in away games with a negative 10 goal differential yeah, i really don't care where they're at in the power rankings because in my <laughs> opinion they're not they're not in the playoff spot so whatever they want to say there um but yeah they're scoring so offensively they're scoring 97 minutes per or a goal every 97 minutes. Not great. 
38 of their four one goals are inside of the 18. So not a whole lot of shots coming outside the 18. Number eight in shots on target. Number three in average shot distance for 19 yards. And in my opinion, some teams like to play that way. But when they're trying to play pretty soccer, I think that just means they can't get shots off and that are ripping them from and they're getting a little impatient and hitting it from outside of the box. Number two in goal creating actions from take on. And I believe last game was number one. Yep. So that's another one. We'll talk about a piece of the game, how we're going to defend that next highest source from goals is follow up shots, which is not something that Mr. Roman Berkey gives up very often. And you know that, like you said, Jake, Rome's going to be even more hungrier, even more hungrier, even hungrier than he was from the last game when he did not grab that slippery ball. So he's going to be absolutely locked in. They average about 50% possession. Don't care there. Number two in progressive passes and number five or five in progressive passes and two in progressive carries. So a lot of dribbling and taking guys on one-on-one is something just important to note. And lastly, they're top five in switches, crosses, and corner kicks, mostly in swingers. That's the one thing that I think we really need to watch out for because I feel like that's been a little bit of our leaky side of when our press is up, making sure that we shift quickly back to the other side. And in terms of when you're going to hurt this team, 27, when they're going to hurt you, you know, over a fourth of their goals come in the the last 15 minutes of the first half. And then 20% comes in the first 15 minutes. So like I said, a big first half team, you've got to shut them out on the first half. And they're a big creating team. They're number eight in XG, but their output is less. They're about average when you look at actual goals for in a game. Some newer stats on this team, they move at a slower speed of attack than we do. They move at 1.71 meters per second in their direct speed. We move at 2.16. You might think to yourself, oh, those are pretty close. They're actually not. Kansas City is on the opposite side of the quadrant uh, as us. They are very slow and intricate team compared to our direct and fast. Um, they have a lot more passes per sequence. They average 3.9, which is the fourth most. Um, and then in terms of timing, they usually have at least 11 seconds on the ball, uh, which is the third highest. So this is, like you said, a very pretty soccer team. They build up. They have tons of 10-plus pass sequences where those are very rare for us. So it, it's it's a tale of just very, very different spectrums or here. If it's on the same spectrum, they you have Kansas City or LAFC or Minnesota on one side and you have us on the other side. And Minnesota is maybe not so much that, but LAFC is a team kind of like sporting where they'll be very comfortable looking for their perfect opportunity uh, in, in your around in and around your 18 and your defensive third, but they can also hit you on transition as well. That's just not what they're known for. I don't know if that, if that style is going to be in this game, Jake, just with it being a rubber match and in St. Louis, they need the points. I think this is going to be a gritty and very physical game. We'll talk about that a little more as well in the defense here. So, their XGA of 1.26 per 90 is number two uh, in the MLS, which is great for defending. Their 1.42 goals against every game is pretty average. Um, specifically on their waveform, their 1.41 goal XGA is number six. And 22 of their 44 goals against come away out in the way, which is about half. So nothing too notable there, but I will say so. Goals against, when can we hurt them? 20% is from the 16th to the 30th. 18% from the 31st to the 45th. And then... For the 46th to 60th and 61st to 75th is like the middle of the game where they give it up. So I would say more importantly, what is that? That's 38% of the goals come yeah. in the first half from them. It looks like it could be a pretty high scoring first half. Yeah, first half over could be interesting. I did not look at that line before. Plus this, 145. I, I just pulled it up as well. There you go. I like that. I might, I might have to add that to mine. Um, they concede about every 56 minutes. They don't average a crazy amount of shots on target against, but they're, I'd say, falling right in the middle of the pack. Most of their tackles, like where they engage with their opponents, come in the middle and attacking third. So they're not really a low block team. They engage a little bit higher up the field. But I would not say they're as 
as pressing as we are. Um, and they look to win the ball back quickly. Number two in interceptions, I found. Uh, they allowed the third least amount of XG against from set play. So like I said, very good set piece defending team. In terms of save percentages and saves, it's hard this year because Timelia has been out for a good chunk of it. So I'm not going to judge them too much on that, even though they're about middle of the road there. They do have a positive 1.2 post-shot XG minus their goals again. So they do, they have had over the course of the year, slightly above average uh, goalkeeping. So kudos to them there. But keys to the game, Justin, how do we beat them? I think it's important to start with context and the context is home and away we're the number six best home team in the league they are the number 18 best away team in the league so you have a favorable matchup there start there last five for them they've been rotating win loss win loss win so they're due for a loss if we're following that trajectory (laughs) (laughs) and then really though for them after the league's cup they exited in the round of 32 there they've won four out of six and their two losses were to some respectable teams in Inter Miami and Nashville. Um, so this is a team that's very much on the bounce. Yeah, and, I, and it's going to be a fantastic day. Like we already talked about being a rubber match. And for that, obviously, a, they beat us at their home. We beat them at our home. That's why we got this third game, Jake. We deserve to knock this out. 87 degrees and sunny on Saturday. It'll be a 7.30 p.m. start. Be a nice, warm fall night. And I will say, what do we need to do on the offense? I love you have it in all caps right here. Counter. Counter these guys press them strategically as well. So they will try to possess. We can't get out of a loop where someone just tries to go on their own. If we're going to do it, we all go together and we all pinch up and do it at the same time and press in numbers and press in often, just like we did last time we played home in May. It worked out so well for our 4-0 game. I will say once we press them, turn it over and then hit some shots and follow up. KC does not keep a lot of clean sheets. We have some great finishers, but not only that, the amount of cleanup goals that we've done this season, just from Nico did one on his own when he shot, turned around, spun, finished it. We just had a cleanup goal um, the other day as well with the Klaus header to keep us on the board. And so that's one of those things with this team is once we're pressing, go at them. Don't try to possess it. Don't try to work it back through them. Let's just take these guys one-on-one and finish. I agree. I fully agree with that. So my goal for the team here is to win that first half. First half money line, you have to come out of the first half with the lead. They concede the most amount of their goals in the first half, averaging 0.93 goals against in away games. Um, but they also score well over 50% of their goals in first half. So if you can come out of there with the lead, I'm feeling pretty confident heading into the second. Defensively, we know they have a very good offense. You got to stay goal side in your wingers. Do the do the simple things right. Don't let anything easy in behind. You know, close down long shots. We know they have a tendency to shoot from there. Put a body out there. Stick a leg out there. Get anything you can on it to make Roman Berkey's life easier. Um, and then counter press, man. And the attacking third, we know they're comfortable in possession. But who's comfortable when you got a guy like Celio Pompeo or a guy like Jared Stroud or Joao Klaus, the big man, just chasing you down? Challenge these guys. Put them in uncomfortable situations. And my goal for this team is to, like I said, that first half got to win it. Even specifically, I have two goals. One, no goals for Polito. You got to shut down Alan Polito. He is the lifeblood of their goal scoring threat. He cannot get on the score sheet on Saturday. And secondarily, get a clean sheet in that first half. Do not let them on the board. Bring in subs, defend that lead, protect it, add to it if you can. Put this game out of reach as early as you can. Uh, Kansas City not to score in the first half is minus 150 which I was kind of surprised by. That's, I mean, that's good for us. But if I was a betting Kansas City fan, I'd probably take that over just knowing how many goals they put in the first half. But before we get into the starting 11, Jake, promos. We did a little bit. We're doing all these giveaways. 
help us out a little bit. If you're watching us, smash that like button, smash that subscribe button on YouTube, leave us a rating and a review on on Apple and Spotify. Please, if you're going to give us anything outside of a, a five-star, let us know why. Or if you like the five stars, let us know why too. We want to keep progressing and making this better. And then obviously, thank you very much to the pitch and shout out to everybody that's won these gift cards. They are just giving away free money for you guys just because they like us. So help us continue to grow that. Get to the pitch this Saturday. Going to be absolutely packed. College football all day as well. Mizzou's on. Get to the pitch. Watch it there. Just roll it right into the city game. And then shout out to Luis. Great interview that we had with him. If you haven't listened to that yet, go listen to it. New partnership with Soul Juice. You can buy Soul Juice at Deerberg's, at Sam's, other locations coming to St. Louis soon. And you can buy it online at souljuice.com. 20% off using the code Watching. Get some merch as well. And I'm not, the code does not work for merch right now. We know, we know. So get the juice, but then get a nice little hoodie with the smiley little dude on it. Nashi, Nashi, the Korean parents. Great. Nashi. Great. No, we're, we're so, we're so stoked about that partnership. I think we have the goat sponsors right now. So we're super excited with where we're at. And I hope that you all are benefiting as well. Clearly you are with the gift cards, the pitch being a fantastic place and soul juice bringing life to our bodies. Uh, Justin, what bodies are going to take the field for us on Saturday? We talked about it has to be our best 11, assuming everyone's healthy. I haven't seen any new injury reports recently, but I did just a little side note before we build our bat, our, our, our 11 here is I put out a poll after our conversation on a last pod about who's the best right back. Who are you going to play? And it was Nerwinski, Akil Watts and other. And I, I think the debate that we have is just, personified by the responses that I got. Um, I got 286 votes. So thank you all for voting there. Jake Norwinski edged out Akil Watts by 1%. He had 48.6%. Akil Watts had 47.6% and other had 3.8. I wonder who people would select for other, but I will say a lot of people depend. It said it depends on who's on left or who else is around him or who the opponent is. And I fully agree with that. I think there are matchups that we could, tailor those selections for but i did like to see that jake's getting some respect people are noticing his uptick in form and his dad followed us on twitter he obviously loves the jake nerwinski uh compliments and kudos so i think kevin welcome to the show i will say jake so if you think about the numbers on that quick math guy one percent is three votes so that shows you how tight this is if if you round up and then the other is six votes so out of a total of almost 300 votes yeah we had nine people that was that was pretty much deciding all of this. So thank you guys very much for getting out to do that. And yeah, what's up, Kevin? And with Thanks that, Berkey in the back, Jake Nerwinski on the right. I'm going Nelson and Parker back in the center back, assuming Nelson's made a, a recovery from the strain. I know he was just nursing that groin still back to back to full recovery. Left, I'm going to Markinick. I think that's even more important when you don't play a Gil Watts on the right. You got to have someone that can go for a little bit more on the left side, even though Jake can play quality balls as well. Um, and I'm going to go to Blum Leuven back in a double pivot. And then I'm going to AZ in the middle at the spear of the midfield. I'm going to Jared Stroud on the left, though I could see maybe Carnell opting for a, a Thorison or a Celio potentially out there. Um, and then all made the bench last game. If he's made full recovery, I'm seeing Alm slotted at the right. If not Alm, I'm seeing Indy. Um, go get a chance on the right flank and then the big man Klaus up top. That's my 11. I'll agree with you on everything. Uh, back line and then Leuven and Bloom in front. I will say I'm going automatically to Stroud in this one. This one is a very Stroud game. This pesky, I like he knows that. what yep. this rivalry is. He's going to get underneath these guys' skin. He's going to take these guys on and he's going to be flying around. So I want Stroud. 
You already know that I apologize, AZ, but I'm going Nico underneath of Joao in the middle. I need that connection. Let's spark that back up in a perfect time to do it back at City Park against these guys. And then on the right, I'm going Indy. I will, yes, all made the bench. Even if he's healthy, though, Jake, I don't think he's getting a full 90, so he's not going to start. That's Would like true. to see him, knowing that he's been doing a shit ton of crunches, I'd hope, with all this ab injury. But that's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> all right. And predictions and Grahammers, Justin, I am going to lock in a 3-1 City win. That's what I'm going for. I love that scoreline. I feel like our team likes that scoreline. And bets-wise, you're looking at City with plus 110 right now, Sporting at plus 200, Draw at plus 255, the over-under set at 2.5, uh, over being minus 155, which I'm a little bit surprised about. I thought that'd be a little bit juicier. Um, and then the under 2.5 at plus 120, because I feel like this game's going over, and that's made evident by my Grahammer, my parlay. This is my leading bet for this game is Ooh. a parlay of both teams to score and over two and a half, which is at minus 125 right now. Both those bets hit very frequently with these teams and in a game where everything's on the line. I see goals and I see both teams getting on the score sheet. So I'm absolutely going with a 3-1 dub as well. Jake, I'll give you a little thing of a sprinkle you should put on there. Do you know what correct or predicting that correct score is odds-wise for a 3-1 oh, city? Sure it's crazy. 45 to 1. Five, five bucks wins you $225. I might. I will be doing that. Yep. Um, and then I will also just be taking City's team total over one and a half. There's no chance that we're only letting we're only scoring one goal in this thing. The only hesitation I have on your both teams to score is that without Johnny Russell, I wonder what type of team this is and how they're going to bounce back from that. And I would love to see a shout out from Mr. Hungry Roman Berkey after yeah. giving up that um giving up that penalty kick on the last game. And now we got a full healthy back line. I'm hoping knock on wood that Nelson uh Nilsson Joachim or Joachim Nilsson is healthy. So if we have a fullback line with a pissed off Roman Berkey with Blum, who's feeling himself now and Leuven, who's just as hungry as ever right now, I'm feeling pretty good about our defense, but I'm still going to go three, one as well. So big chance for the team, big chance to play your first choice 11, get some chemistry flowing between these guys as you head into your final couple of matches before the playoffs here. Cause it's right on the doorstep. Um, so I really, really want us to get our foot right. Um, so this is a, a fun game. I, I hope everyone just enjoys it. This is you don't get to do this very often. It's a rubber match. It's against your rivals. The third game of the season against them. You're home at City Park. It's going to be a gorgeous night. That combination just isn't going to happen very frequently. So I encourage everyone going to the match. You know, take advantage of it. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great night. Let's put a smile on our face. Let's make City Park a hard freaking place to play at. We do that every night that we have matches there. So let's do it again and let's make. Kansas City, a little welcome into hell. Second second to last home game for us, Jake, of the regular season. We will have one in the playoffs. I promise you that. But I will say, get to City Park. City Park weekend, 7.30 p.m. Saturday night. Get there. Go to the pitch before 5 p.m. the next night. $13 to go see our City 2 boys yeah. absolutely destroy the earthquakes. And if you want to, just a little St. Louis plug. Uh, Urban Chestnut has their Oktoberfest um, in the Grove, not too far from the stadium. If you want to do that on Saturday. So, you can just make a whole little St. Louis yeah. day out of, out of this weekend. A big city weekend. Great weekend to be a St. Louis. And, and let's hope we can cap it off with some. How about a double dub from the first team and city two? That would be incredible. Let's Far just right. go ahead and, and mark that down. Um, but Justin, I mean, I, I'm just I have I have little words right now because I'm just so excited for this weekend. It's going to be great. Something we've looked forward to for a very long time now. So um, with that all. 
Thank you all for joining this preview. Appreciate you all tuning in and listening. We'll be back on Sunday with a full recap of what's hopefully been a momentous night. But until then, all for City. All for City. Yeah.